HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Route 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit www.rt11.com. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Love Bites is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit, member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. Help keep HRN alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now, and we will love you forever. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network. Today is Monday, August 15th. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Orpozo. I write about people who make food. You can find me as at wordsfoodart.com. I'm 35 straight and single. And I'm your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I'm an actor, writer, occasional bartender, and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 34 straight, and I got a girlfriend. And you're 34. You were 33 last week, and now you're 34. I just said that. They heard that already. <laughs> we well, are you got to reiterate so this. Oh, uh, yeah, so that so means we've been, we've been doing... Oh, shush, shush your filthy mouth. That means we've been doing this for a year, though. That's pretty exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah, so to celebrate, since today is our last show of the season two, we are bringing back an old favorite and discussing dating cliches with our returning guests, Andrew McLeod and Anthony Raymond. Plus, we're tossing it around of Never Have I Ever as well. It's going to get personal in here (laughs) but before we bring them on um we have a a twitter shout out thank you to give to ariel and alexis who uh, last week was it only last week where we're like where does my person come from two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah you said my you you called your your gf my person and i was like where did that come from gf are we using like i don't know what your girlfriend we call you text abbreviations on the air now you said it was nice to have my person and we asked where that came from and um ariel and alexis told us that that came from gray's anatomy i I didn't i didn't know that do you watch that show no i never watch that show it's very popular yeah so coming back to the mic sorry um so let's pop a question out for the rest of the season i guess or the rest of the summer 
to the Twitterverse. To the Twitter sphere. The Twitter sphere. Um, so we're starting our next season uh, with a couple of shows about technology and dating. So question to the Twitter sphere: What dating app have you had the most success on? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about what type of technology do they use instead of <laughs> a partner. Get off on. <laughs> um, no, so like, is it Match, OkCupid, okay, Hinge? Uh, what's the other swipey Tinder? Bumble, Bumble, Bumble. Um, What's the coffee meets coffee meets bagel? J date. So J swipe. J swipe. So whatever one you've had the most success on. There's too many of them. Just let us know, and also if you don't mind, let us know what age bracket you're in, so that we can sort of have a guess of which works for what. Because we're going to be talking with dating app people in September and October as well. So please let us know. Yes, please do. But now it's time to introduce our two returning guests for the day. First is Andrew McLeod. He is the manager with Union Beer Distributors, and he brings so many brands. Uh, there was no point in listing a few. That's There's just like billions of brands of beer that Andrew reps. Um, and he brings them to the places that we love to drink all over the city. Anthony Raymond, our other guest, is the artistic director of the Elsinore County Theater Company. Their next play, the title should be spoken out loud around three quarters in. Is that... Hamlet or Bottom in Midsummer? Do you feel like a reference to? I feel like it's like the the title should be spoken out loud around three quarters in, and like maybe it's a Bottom in. All right, we're gonna ask him. Sorry, I'm uh, curious. Okay. We'll, anyway, we'll that get show, that answer. That show. I'm I'm speaking here. I'm interrupt. I'm introducing our guests. Let me finish my spiel, please. My, my nerdy Shakespeare heart. <clears throat> anyway, this play is making its world premiere at the Dream Up Festival here in New York City, September 12th through the 17th. So head over to www.dreamupfestival.org for more info on that and tickets. Welcome back, gentlemen. Hi, boys. Thanks for having me. Great to be back. Glad you. All right, so Tony, where is that? Um, is that was I completely off base there? That is a Dennis Dennis Shinner's. Oh, it's Shinner. Well, I mean, I don't know. He he used to always say to me, you know, if you're going to write the title in the play or the film, it should be right around three quarters in. Oh, so I, I, I've always kept that in. You mind. guys don't know who this person is, but <laughs> he's we a love mutual him. friend of ours. Yeah. So. Oh, see, but it did sound very Midsummer Night's Dream esque. You know what? Hamlet-esque. Yes, it's Midsummer. You have to look. Speak it's it, on page off the forty-five. About three quarters of the way into the play. Depending on what edition. Yeah. Um, so before we get to like the deep stuff and talking about dating cliches, uh, when I googled dating cliche articles of the past year, most of them that came up were about dating cliches on dating profiles. So I've got a list of 10 here. Let's blast through it and say yay or nay, this is a cliche that I should not have to deal We We, I, the royal I, should not have to deal with on a dating profile and if we hate it or if eh, it's not that bad. So I guess I'll kick us off. Uh, number one, I'm looking for a partner in crime. Anyone? I hate this one. I hate it. Like, unless you're, like, I think it's ridiculous. Like, But what if you are actually looking for someone to commit felonies with? Then I agree. <laughs> I mean, you're then just being, applicable. you know, blunt. Then it's applicable. I feel, like, I feel like I'm guilty. I think I used that one recently. Oh, really? Does I think I said I had someone to be all Batman and Robin with. But that, that's a little bit cuter. Yeah, but it's also a little bit, you know... Still cliche. Gay. But. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. It does not bother me. It doesn't bother you. No. Yeah, it's kind of that one just, yeah. All right. Number two. No hookups, please. 
I don't know if guys or girls do that. I mean, do you guys see this one? Because I don't feel oh, like I, I really... I think it's all over girls' profiles. Mostly girls. Yeah, I don't see I them. wouldn't yeah. imagine a guy putting that in his I think, I think it's think... only a problem if, like, a prostitute says that on a website. <laughs> so <laughs> She wants a longer commitment. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I, but I think now that is, uh, I mean, isn't, like, aren't a lot of these sites, like, geared towards hooking up? I think online dating in general lends itself towards easy hooking up. I don't know. This certainly doesn't bother me. If you're not looking for hookups and you want to be clear about it, that's certainly the way to let me know, and I appreciate the honesty. It doesn't bother me either. I just I think it's probably more of a girl thing. I don't think it really stops anyone, though. True. Have and ever, also, I'm ben, sorry. Have you ever put but no hookups on your... Hookups only. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Like, only casual sex. Well, because some sites, some sites have that differentiation if you're looking for long-term, short-term, casual sex, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Number three. I'm, well, this is the, the female version of it, but there's a male version of it, too. I'm just as comfortable in heels and a dress as in jeans and flip-flops. Clearly, you don't like it because you made like a no, know, I was just sarcastic, trying, I wasn't condescending trying to be sarcastic voice. or condescending. Um, I was just <laughs> trying to do the grind of girl that would say that because I just think that's ridiculous. Like... I, I think a lot of I haven't been on a dating website in a while, but I think a lot of it is uh, it's all these contradictions. Like right. uh, I'm an I'm introvert, like but I like uh, going. I like traveling, but I like sitting in a box. <laughs> right. It's just like and that's right. what most yeah, of the cliches yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, it's fine, but it's definitely right. not original. I but, guess that's why it's a cliche. Anyway. And single gentlemen out there, I'm definitely more comfortable in jeans and flip flops than heels. And I think most dress. people would be. Exactly. I mean, when we're talking about comfort, I mean, come on. All right, number four. I love to travel, or they list places they've been to in the first paragraph of their profile. I hate that shit. I hate mm. that shit too. I'm with you, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks I don't understand me. why. It's like if you're. We've all gone somewhere. If you're a white girl and you went to college, you probably backpacked. Right. Or if you're a white guy and you went to college, you, you probably, probably backpacked. backpacked. I never backpacked, and I have two degrees. I've... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as comfortable in Bushwick as I am in Soho. I, I don't think uh, going like, ba- hey, I did it too. I'm like, it's a, a total walking cliche. But I think uh, I, don't, I don't get why that's such a big thing. Like, I went to Europe, which is great. I, don't, I wouldn't right. take it for granted. I don't want to sound like an elitist, but it's just like... Okay, how's that going to help me? But, I, well, I, I need to know this. What kind of experience that? did you have when you traveled? I, I Not so much more, where you've traveled, but like what experience? Sure, have you but had? I think it, I think that comes from, or I, I don't know, but I imagine that it comes from people who have more passion about travel. Like, yeah, I've been no, all these places, but that's know. not like the most important thing to me. Yep. For someone who like, like that is... I, I guarantee if you're like this, I, I went on this backpacking trip, you did the same exact shit I did. The girl I'm going out with today... After on her profile show. says yeah. uh, I've been to who's texting me right now uh, said uh, says I've been to uh, 49 out of 50 states and that's like and the opening of, of her profile yes yeah. I'm just I was thinking though what's the one state that you refuse to go to <laughs> sobriety that would be interesting <laughs> <hate> sobriety <laughs> <laughs> see that would be unique and interesting I was All gonna right. say South Dakota but anyway um, <laughs> number five my friends describe me as and then listing what, how your friends describe you this doesn't bother me, honestly. See, actually, of all of them, that might be the one that does bother me. Uh, why? Because, like, that means, like, I don't want to talk. It's like they're somehow ashamed or embarrassed or not willing to put their own, like, say, own what they feel about themselves. I think they should figure out what their friends describe them as behind their backs. <laughs> and that would be a little bit more realistic. I don't know. I just feel like my friends might use different adjectives about me than I would come up with by my like by myself because we are often stuck in our own like neuroses or what we hope to think we project about ourselves versus like how our friends would describe us. Yeah, that's not too annoying. And some people like the four of us in this room are also have like artistic basis or leanings and so we're a little bit more expression 
uh, self-expressive than other people are. And so some people just don't have that vocabulary. So that one does not bother me. What if you put my girlfriend describes me as? (laughs) Then we might have a problem. Um, All right. Number six. I don't play games or I'm drama free or no drama, please. Uh, Probably means they got a lot of drama going on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would just assume... You're not going to be unbelievably dramatic. Exactly. I don't know why there's a disclaimer. Exactly. Could be projection again. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Number seven, I work hard and play hard. That means that you're an alcoholic, probably. <laughs> or that you yeah. work on Wall Street. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just think it's cheesy. I don't like it. I don't doesn't know. bother me. I, yeah, I get it. I, I certainly enjoy someone who likes to play hard. <laughs> um, and I appreciate someone who works hard, too. Right. So. <laughs> If you do both. <laughs> wow, you're the love of my life. Oh, yeah. When I see that, every time I see that, I think, wow, this might be the one. If you have no work and life balance. <laughs> Number eight, I'm shy at first until you get to know me. That sounds like a lot of work. Wow, yeah. Oh, that one doesn't bother me. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I don't have a problem with someone saying it if it's true, but I'm not going to be interested in the person. I don't mind somebody saying it if it's true. I might, in reality, in person to person, be less interested in them, but I would... It'd be better for me to know that because generally I'm more attracted to extroverted people. But as someone who's becoming more introverted, I could see just sort of like, all right, this person just might take some warming up to. I would just like to know exactly how long it would take for them to be talking. <laughs> I kind yeah. of also I don't think, think that one bothers me. I, I also kind of think that shy is just like another kind of word for asshole. Some people are shy. Meaning that they're just like dicks. Yeah, it means they're selfish. They don't. They're not willing to just like have a conversation. They're putting their own insecurities over the. Some people have serious insecurities. Some people have anxiety. Anxiety. Great. So tell me you have anxiety, not that you're shy. I have severe anxiety disorder. Sounds a little bit worse than. Sounds worse, but it's the truth. Okay, you're going to go on a date with the person with severe anxiety. No, but I'm not going to go to. But if you're if they're shy, then I know that that's what they have. So. But it, but some people are just shy. Number nine. Yeah. And my thing them. is, like, I'm really, really outgoing until you get to know me. Then <laughs> <laughs> I just shut down completely. Then I close <laughs> off completely. Number nine. I never thought I'd be on an online dating site or any variation yeah, you of did. that. Well, it, it's also, it's like not, ni- it's not 1999 or right. whatever. It's like, get over it. Yeah. If you were yeah. born in, like, Everybody's on the now. mid-90s, uh, like, yeah, 1985, I definitely didn't think I would be on an online dating site. <laughs> but <laughs> Back now, then, it's whatever. like, I never thought I'd put out a personal ad I was in this newspaper. mainly concerned. <laughs> <laughs> my career as a fireman. And number 10, serious inquiries only. That sounds like a prostitution, <laughs> like Craigslist. Or somebody yeah. whose like, biological clock just went off like crazy. Yeah, right? yeah it's a little yeah. scary. It is scary. Yeah. When yeah. someone's like, looking for the love of my life now. Yeah, but serious <laughs> inquiries is like... She's just right. That sounds a little too business-like. In a can. Okay, um, <laughs> bravo, gentlemen. So before we take a commercial break, let's move on with a few rounds of Never Have I Ever. Oof. And listeners... They have no idea what we are going to ask the oh, group. Ben, no. do you want to do you want to do these? Do what do you pick? do if you've done it? So if you've you say if you haven't done it, say I haven't done it. Should we do it that way? Never have I ever. And so it's wait, how does this work? No, never we, have I ever. I haven't ever. Okay, there you go. If you haven't done it, say I haven't done it. Okay. okay. So I, Ben, let's do okay. five. Great. Never have I ever fooled around. Ooh, this is a good one for me. Never have I ever fooled around in a sibling's or friend's bed. So you have. Well, I actually... Well, we can't tell stories. We don't have time to tell oh, stories. Oh, but I lost my virginity in Andrew's bed. <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wait, this, wait, this oh, Andrew right here? Wow. I, I wait, 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 wait. 
Wow. What bed? Which one? Um, in college at uh, wow. in Coventry. You could do the rest, the, 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 the rest of the show on this. In the house at Coventry. I and I know. I feel like we don't need to do anything. You could do the rest of the show on this right here. Jax, I could say fuck, right? Yes, you can say fuck. Okay. I guarantee you fucking did not wash the sheets. I fucking guarantee. <laughs> can we can we t- can we forget about the rest of Never Have I Ever and tell yeah. more about this story? Wait, what? Wait. So so it was junior. It was our junior year. Your sophomore year. My Cause no, it was my June. Uh, because you're because they went to Coventry our junior year. And this is news to you right now. Yeah. Jeez. Oh it's no. News to me. This Ben's be lost his fucking virginity. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was uh, six so months ago. Was, uh, no. Uh, so this was either your sophomore. This year This was either a sophomore or year, junior, or junior year. I don't really remember. It was so. They so all now went we're together spilling out when you lost it? your virginity. I thought you knew this. Nah, dude. There was a joke going around your house that I <laughs> that you have that I had that I had more sex in your bed than you did. <gasps> I just thought it was a joke that you had sex. Uh, that's that is a, that, right. I think we should move on. Things are getting very tense it? in this. Yeah. Uh, this, oh, wait, you can't. It was my girlfriend at the time. Uh, I remember it. Well, that yeah. brings oh, yeah, us yeah. to another one. Never have I ever had sex with a virgin. Yeah, it was actually uh, Ben's girlfriend before he had sex. With <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. In your fucking <laughs> brilliant. Wait, brilliant. has anybody ever never had you sex didn't with a virgin? <laughs> nah, never yeah, have I, I ever had sex with a virgin? Anybody? Never, never. No, I never, I've never had sex with a virgin. Oh, I have, but we lost our virginity to each other. Right. Oh. Oh, oh, that's so adorable. How much crying was involved in that fucking <laughs> five minutes? But that leads us to well, another that does. one. Never have I ever cried during sex. Never, I've never cried during never. sex. No. Oh, I have, but it was a good kind of crying. It was like an emotional, like no. It's a. I'm long sure he story. thought it was a good kind of crying. Yeah, no. explained that to the cops. It was a good kind of crying. <laughs> it's like an emotional. Oh, all right, listeners, I will bring this up like way down the line. But it was a good kind of. Crying. Yeah, no, I've never cried during sex. I've been angry, <laughs> been yelled at. Yeah. Never have I ever given or gotten a blowjob while driving. I would imagine giving a blowjob while driving would... That's fucking you know, hard, That dude. would be hard. <laughs> yeah. I've never given a blowjob while driving. But I could go, well, I could go on the record seat. and say I've never yes. given a blowjob. I'm confident have you re- that. No, but all right. We know, we, know what, we know what we're asking. Have you ever have gotten you, one while driving? Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, you haven't lived unless you... you know. Then I nah. guess I haven't yeah. been born yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I go like halfway through it. And I'm like, this is just dangerous for everybody involved. Yeah, I don't know if there was finishing involved, but it was a small car. Yeah, but what if it's like traffic? It's like light, you know, light traffic, for 15 miles an hour. I don't know, know man. Uh, right. Last one. Last one. Never have I ever slept with someone within an hour of meeting them. I never have. I got naked with someone once, well, then but then I- she was like, "I thought you would have abs." Ooh. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, yeah, she's like, in your loose clothes, you looked like you had a abs. Wait, so she's, so you stopped? Yeah, but then I thought, this might be a guy, so... Yeah. <laughs> he or she this, didn't get this naked? This story gets really complicated. Yeah, mine's uh, with It three. was like one of those look backs, you know, the look back in, in, when you're on the street, you know, in Manhattan, you, do like the, like no, you walk I, past I've someone, and there's a look before. back, and then she invited me up. And, no, where the oh. fuck are you hanging I out? I know, really. Yeah. It was probably, I think it was probably. Never it, has I've it ever never, happened again. <laughs> I, never as a woman have I had that look back where you just invite somebody. Andrew, yeah, have you? Uh, within three, and she ended up, um, she had a uh, sweater on, jeans, and then uh, she ended up having a lot of, uh, she was like, a cutter. Oh, wow. Find out the next morning, yeah. Oh, man. Interesting. So, like, scars everywhere. Wow. Yeah, you know, my 
first question was out of like awkwardness. Oh. Do you have a cat? Oh. Oh. Wait, I didn't did, know what to say. Did she want you to cut her or anything? No, like no, 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 no. I didn't know it until the next morning. No, they're not into that. Okay, no. I didn't know. All right. Anyway, listen. It's time for us that to was, take a. That was a much more intense round of Never Ever Have I Ever than yeah. I expected. <laughs> I feel like Never if, Ever if, Ever gets deep. I feel like if, if there were callers for this show, I bet you therapists would like you call up and offer like their services. You've got to all of stop us. having yeah. you. Guys, <laughs> you guys need help. Before That's I why know. we're just going to jump to the I next session. We're going to take okay. a quick break. But before we do, we want to thank all of our listeners for another badass season. Yeah. Um, and we are kicking off our second year Woo-hoo. of Love Bites Radio with... The Bro Show. I'm going to be on like September 12th. Far away, Jacqueline won't be here. Oh my god, I can't wait to have so this place to myself. Do, All the testosterone what kicking around do here. I'm gone, Benny. Well, we'll be talking about what guys talk about when it comes to women when women aren't around. We're going to get serious about that. I can't wait to return home from the island and listen. Then we've got a few weeks on technology and dating coming up, including interviews with the founders of the No Text Weekend and a recording of our panel discussion that will be a part of the No Text Weekend itself. We've got tarot card readers, psychics, sexperts, religious leaders. I like how sexperts and and religious leaders leaders are back to back here. I have fun writing that. Um... Lots of fun stuff coming up that will help us learn more about love. So for the next few weeks, please check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at LoveBitesRadio and at LoveBitesRadio.com and become a member of Heritage Radio Network. And we will love you so hard until we are back in September. We'll be right back. The following program has been brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 Potato Chips dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate. An incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 Potato Chips believes comfort food should be just that. Know where your food comes from. For more information, visit rt11.com. And we are back with Andrew McLeod and Anthony Raymond. And now let's get, get into the deeper shit, which I feel like we accidentally got into some pretty deep shit before. I just talked about having a one-night stand with a cutter. And we're 18 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> um, so now let's get Oh, just as a follow-up. Yeah, we didn't joke. continue dating. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask, why didn't that work out? Because she said she'd never been to Brooklyn before. And the next morning, I'm like, let me show you to get to the train. She's like, I know where the R train is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, right. confusing. Uh, it right. seems like she might be prone to some lying. Yeah, yeah. It's about to, well, anyway, you're anyway. with a lovely, lovely woman now. Um, so now she hears this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. He's with her for another I think after 20 minutes. Out, uh, bed be sex the... in her bed. She's going right to the fucking clinic. It He'll wasn't be... her bed. He'll be back on the bro show in September. Um, all right. So uh, the first one of our we're going to dig deep into some general dating cliches now. And the first one is pretty applicable because Anthony is going on a date after the show. And he sort of posed this to me while we were having a drink at the bar. Um, so a cliche or rule of men should pay for the first date. What do we think about this? Let's let Anthony say what he's going to do. You know, like I always make a, I always say like, you know, should, I should start saying let's first date, split it down the middle. We're not going out, but I always end up paying. Mm. So it's like, I just, I can't, by the, by the time the check comes, I always end up just doing it anyway. So why lie to myself? It just, it just, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, creature habit or just, um, I don't know. 
I just feel like, you know, it's the way you grow up is the way that, you know, right. the way you are. I, I feel similarly. I always end up paying for mm-hmm. the first date, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Oh, kind of. Um, but Reluctantly kind happy. Of. Reluctantly happy. Because yeah. yeah. this is like an internet date. That's the thing. You know? Totally. But I think the cliche that men should pay for the first date is not necessarily true. Like, I don't think men should pay for the first date, but I think we all sort of come from similar backgrounds where I find it a little bit traditional for the guy to pay for the first date. But I know for me, like, I have no problem splitting the first date, but... If I like the guy and I want a second date, I am much more apt to be like, let him pay for the first date because then I can pay for the second date. Or if we go out to dinner, then I can be like, hey, do you want to go grab a drink? And I can pay for drinks after. And it just sort of keeps things going and allows wow. me to reciprocate in a way. <laughs> yeah, See, that makes no sense whatsoever I, uh, to me. Really? And that just Whereas, you know, But the prove, thing is, like, if, I don't, yeah. if I don't like the guy and don't want to see him again, I'm much more apt to make sure I throw my card down to split it because then oh, it's just yeah, like, you know what I mean? Now, just yeah. because it's like, all right, we met and it's not going to work out. Out. And so I don't uh, want him to pay for a date that where I'm not going to want a second one. Whereas if I like the guy, like I want, like I always reciprocate. I'm definitely like a, a like a giver and a taker. So if I like the guy, there's gonna I want to a set giver up a and a taker. I'd add you. Huh? That took us two seconds to get on the Andrew, weigh in here. Um, okay, first of all, we're not going on di- going to dinner on the first date normally. So yeah, I don't mind paying for it. But I do find it frustrating when my girlfriend says anything that's beneficial is traditional. Anything that's not is sexist. Wait, anything, is, anything that's beneficial? Wait, that's what? very interesting point. I know, that's a it, great point. And then she just tells me to shut the fuck up. And I'm like, that's a great point. I'm, I'm like, well, but yeah, but if we're equal, why don't we just say, just, you know, we'll split it. So that's more of like a tradition thing. So what's uh, better than just meat for drinks? But I isn't mean, just like, like – I, I can't get into this. No, I, yeah. I would say typically – yeah, I, I would – Typically, when I go on first dates, I just go out for a drink. And then if, it, if it's going really well, then go out after that. I right, mean, right, right. I don't know. I don't mind paying for the first date, but I'm also in a kind of a situation where I'm spending money at bars well, normally. Well, that's the thing that I always think about with guys. Like they, like, Can you if write you this off? If you were expected to... Well, well but no, but if you're expected... If you're going out on a lot of dates to meet people... You're losing a lot of money on nights that you're like, shit, I would rather have been watching Netflix and drinking the beer that's in my fridge. So that's why, like, if I don't want to see the guy again, it makes more sense to me to, like, pay my own way versus if I want to see him again, I want the chance to reciprocate. And I also want it to be a little bit more, you know, old school that yeah. we're going to we're going to invest in each other. Does that make sense? Like you're like, laughing, Andrew. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> you want it to be old school in some ways, but not in yeah, others. Yeah, so Jack. Well, so do you guys. Like, I well, mean, most of the time. All, from... We all have things that we want to be like traditional and things that we but want to be. But if I was in the office and I said, hey, hon, and slapped you on the ass, I'd be like, it's a tradition. <laughs> Andrew, if you, were in the o- if you were in the office and slapped me on the ass, I'd be one happy well, girl. It's not racist. It's old school. <gasps> That's I'm just kidding. I mean, like, if there's $25 tonight, I can go get a nice bottle of rosé. And like watch free right. porn and fall asleep. So could I night. though? Yeah. Really, Rosé? But I probably a choice with porn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I walked right into that one. Let's move on to yeah. number two. <laughs> Let's move on to number two, Benny. You what exactly? Two? You okay, here's here's a cliche. Opposites attract. True or bullshit? I mean, according to Paula Abdul and that cartoon cat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they got together, right? Well, they t- yeah, I, I think it's true because I'm like I'm a real nice guy, and all I date are douchebags, you know. So right, <laughs> you're such a victim, Anthony, aren't you? I'm you're kidding. Just I, I, honestly, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think I think it's hard to find. I think there's a lot of factors. Facts. I don't think there's one. There's well, it's like one yeah, thing. what are you opposite on? Is the question? Opposite's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I actually I am looking a for my clone <laughs> with a vagina. No, but I, I think yeah. that you want to make out. You want to have sex with yourself. I'd always watch these movies of like. 
oh, this guy's dating this French girl who speaks unbelievably good English but still has a sexy accent, and they're getting married. And I've dated people from other countries, and it's, I think it's tough to date people that aren't from – it's harder when they're not from a similar environment. But I think opposite and in that way is one thing as opposed to like similar upbringings but like different temperament right, right. could work. Or uh, different yeah. upbringings but similar temperament could work. Sure. My best friend in the in the world is completely opposite for me, and we we get along the best that any you know. Right. So it, there there is some truth to it. You know, there's a yin and yang. I know, but you, are you? <laughs> but, but yeah, but exactly. <laughs> yeah, you live with us. It's been the worst. It's been the worst one out of the three. I think. For me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna and like. I'm not posting this one on Facebook. I feel like there's yeah. just too many factors to make that cliche true. Like opposites. Are, like, there's just too many things to play right. into that. Okay. Um. How about this one? Listen to your gut when it comes to someone. Um, I think this is a very tricky one because it's hard to know. It's hard to really listen to your gut and know what is like the honest gut, right? I mean, for so many people, are, myself included, I'll speak for myself, my gut has led me down the wrong path so right. many times. And so me I think too. it's a matter of sometimes for me retraining my gut or my instinct or my impulse to actually put myself in a situation to succeed in certain areas of uh, my life, especially in dating. I mean, are you normally going, like, as opposed to what, like extensively researching the person? Well, no. Or saying, like, I, I like this person, it feels like I should be with this person, then I'll be with them, I guess. But Or, I, but it could be, it could go along with the whole, like, oh, love at first sight, or like, oh, I just saw this person and I knew, like, it depends on the whole, like, listen, like, go with your gut, listen to your gut could turn you I, into a stalker, you know? <laughs> I mean, I well, believe in saying no. That's no. actually true. We, when we, when we when we had our show about romantic obsession, we touched on that. Like, with people who just think, oh, I'm supposed to be with this person, but can become obsessive. And then on the flip side, when we talk with... But is that with, your gut, though? Because I, I think, I believe in this one. I think that a lot of times, it's, your gut is saying, this is wrong. And it's, it's and you're making excuses to continue yeah. this because you you're, you have an, you envision the way you think this should look or you know, where, where, as opposed to the reality of what the situation is. I think it's about separating. You touched on a good point with like thinking that oh this is what my gut's saying versus the reality. Like a couple weeks ago we had Iris Higgins on who we actually Ben and I posed this question to listeners. I don't know if you remember, but she had in her um, in her newsletter recently touched on this completely about how some people ask. You know, how can I listen to my gut when sometimes my gut is wrong? And she spoke about how sometimes it's about sitting down and actually figuring out what your gut is telling you versus what your ego is telling you. That, like, a lot of times the instincts that we have are about our ego. They're not about our intuition. It's not separating out our logic and coming to a place of, like, where we can actually listen to what our whatever our our subconscious or whatever is telling us. And so I think, like, I think, Anthony, what you're saying as far as, like, it could be ego driving us forward when our intuition is telling us the opposite. We, we just have to learn how to separate those things. Right. So uh, our gut is an obtuse term. But yeah, it, is, so, it is. Gut, our I, gut I, actually I, doesn't tell us anything. Right. I like, intu- <laughs> I, I like the word intuition much better. My stomach know, yeah. tells me that I want right. more wine. Yes. It's not telling me who I should go out when and I'm And you know what's like just slightly below your gut? It's like there's these... So right. Like, there's <laughs> other things. They talk, they talk a lot. get confused. Yeah, I think, but I think it's as you get deeper into a relationship, it's like... Especially when you're at a certain age, you're like, all right, well, okay, I should be getting married, and this person's great, and this and that, but if there's something saying, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, a lot of people get divorced. <laughs> right, but I think it's that. worth exploring the I don't know and figuring out if it's your resistance to 
dealing with it and talking about it and moving forward with it or if it's a legitimate like eh, i don't know like these this is a reason for me to cut and well run. there's always a reason to cut and run that's yeah. the fact there's right. always a reason and there's always like i don't believe there's one person for everyone so there's always someone else you could have a relationship with right. so it's ultimately like yeah i mean what do you want in life becomes more important at a certain point than like what your gut is telling you in an individual moment. Mm-hmm. And hopefully your gut ages with you too. <laughs> right? Mm, like a fun. Well, well, not in the way like that we were talking about before. Like my gut's gotten a lot bigger in the last couple of years. It's aging. Softer yeah, uh, and rounder other than yeah. that. All right. Um, let's Just move way on. Way smarter now. Benny. 32. Okay. Let's go with women love bad boys. Uh... I find that more, like, when you're younger, that's more of a thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it as much anymore. I think now it's like, do you have gainful employment? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, are, you have, like, three fucking kids. You don't know where they live. Because if it's that type of bad boy. I was actually, yeah, I was on Facebook and, uh, you know, stalking uh, bullies ahead in junior high, as I normally do. But <laughs> it's, it's some of them are just, like... Well, you look at people from high school and, and whatever, and you're like, you hope that every bad boy ends up being a loser, but some of them just end up being an asshole who is a millionaire now. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think it's not even bad. I think anytime there's a level of like being casual and a little indifference, that kind of drives people more. Even whether it's, it's someone you're doing business with or someone you're in a relationship with, I don't think it's someone who's just a straight up right. prick. Like that you felons, want, you want what you can't have. Sociopath. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think it, agreed. I think it has to do with like no, no one wants someone who is like overbearing and like you know professing their love on the second date and you know like so crazy. Yeah, like over the top into you well, before Romeo, there's reason to be into Romeo you, and Juliet you know? I mean he was kind of a like he just went yeah, but they were like immediately they were like 17 they were four, no they were, they were 14, 14 actually but back 14. then that was, was like that back then was 40. like a midlife crisis so, but, <laughs> I think, right. I think I Romeo she wasn't pregnant by then yeah like I think he lived was, here like 25 like 14 is like I gotta get married I think he overdid <laughs> they didn't live past 14 actually yeah really didn't yeah I think the relationship lasted yeah that was it yeah a lot of deaths I, I actually I, – I do think – I just want to weigh in. Like I think emotionally immature women definitely like the bad boy. I think everybody – and I think emotionally immature men like a fucking psycho chick. You know, it's just like – Oh, you, dude, but psycho chicks are great. They're awesome. They're great. <laughs> they're, great. You know, they're awesome. Right. And I mean like I, I, like you were like I slept with a cutter and I was like, well, do you still have her number? The, uh, <laughs> but, well, but yeah, but uh, like I think there the comes a point where you're just like – right. I'm just saying like – I'm just saying like I think there comes a point where you're just like, no, nah, I don't want that anymore. That's too much – that's too much – you know, no more drama, man. No more drama. There's too much drama and, and, and you move on. So not everybody, but yeah, I think there's a point, you know, where, where that is appealing. The drama is stimulating. It is. The non-drama is comforting. Right. Right. All right. Let's close out with uh, number five. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Hmm. That's a good one. Semantically speaking, like once you've cheated, I can call you a cheater. 
a rod. Okay, you but know, schematics yeah. aside, like yeah. if you if schematics schematics, I'm I'm knees deep in my rosé. Um, <laughs> semantics aside, <laughs> he's drinking um, rosé and he's she... masturbating yes, right now. I know. I, know. <laughs> I didn't think you had and to masturbate <laughs> when drinking. And it's like the worst thing I've ever said. Time. I think ever. Just he's be... crying too. I thought I'm gonna rosé and go home and watch some porn, guys. So if you've cheated once, you will always cheat. Let's let's rephrase a little bit. Oh, I mean, anyone can prove that wrong. Yeah, I disagree. You can you die disagree. before you get to cheat again. No, I'm you know? saying, look, I, mean, I... I don't agree with this for the, for, the, uh, for the record, I've never cheated. For the record. Now, I think... I know people who have, like, you know, you're younger, you, you don't take relationships as seriously, and then they're the most faithful person in the world, and I've seen the opposite of that. I'm not going to name names, but, yeah, you could change. I mean, you're telling me you're the same person when you were 15 than when you're, like, 30? Well, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Like I have, for the record, I have cheated, exactly. and I would never, as myself or my even recent self, for the do love it of Christ, again. this wasn't in my bed. <laughs> no, it was not in your bed or near your bed. Um, but I would. But it was a period of my life where you know, just circumstantially, like what I needed, and the, anyway, like it, it doesn't. That doesn't even matter. Like there's nothing in me since then that would enter into a relationship that would put me in that position or that I would not have the ovaries to actually have the discussion in the relationship that I should have had at the time, if that makes sense. Like, now I'm an adult. I can have a conversation about tough things that I couldn't have back then. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone is capable of cheating. Um, and I think... Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, like... <clears throat> I don't know. I think the term cheater is kind of, like, has this connotation to it that is, like somehow like the most deadliest sin imaginable and yeah like i hate that when people get married like that's the that's the thing that drives people apart when there's mm. so many other promises you make to each other in marriage it's kind of nice bring. to know like, your wife isn't fucking someone oh, else no, of course don't get me wrong but i mean like there's <laughs> other things that people do wrong but that one can be so like it can get that, so tossed in your face as a as a as a dirty word exactly. I, yeah, I don't and i don't like the stigmas in general it's like one of the things i have a problem with aa is that like they're not drinking anymore but they're always like i'm an alcoholic i'm an alcoholic right, you anytime know? It's you like, give yourself it's, a and so a it's like title. i'm a cheater yeah. like always it's like well you're not doing it right now so like can you can you cut yourself some slack right you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I should be an AA. I haven't been. Uh, but, um, <laughs> as, he, as he gulps down his IPA. And, I, and my aunt's been sober for 25 years, but I'm like, get out of here, you fucking alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much you've recovered. you got a long way to go. Aww. I'm just kidding. She's awesome. Um, do you know uh, what you, uh, have you met my sober aunt? I think I only met my drunk aunt. Um, I think I probably only met your drunk aunt. She taught me how to make the best scrambled eggs in the world. Oh, yeah. She's, she's yeah, you throw a little vodka in there. Vodka, yeah. <laughs> oh, now I know why mine never drinks. No, but also, one thing, maybe, Ben, I don't know if you want to bring this up to the bro show. I don't even know if I'm invited to that. But um, if a lot of guys have very like odd uh, ways of describing cheating. Some people think that it's only if there's intimacy. That like going to a massage oh. parlor and getting a hand job's not, it's not cheating. cheating. Right. It's not cheating. My yeah. rule of thumb uh, is if it's bigger than your thumb. <laughs> no, my rule, of, it's a tradition. My rule of thumb is um, cheating's like knives. If yeah. it's gonna, if it's gonna upset her, then it's cheating. <laughs> Well then, yeah, but then, then every, oh, thought, every other thought that you have, like yeah. when you're at the gym, no, but thoughts is cheating. don't count. <laughs> no, but I I agree, and I also think that to your point, you know, people think if you know there's no feelings, it's not cheating. But then to the other extent, some people think if there's no sex, it's not cheating. But you could be having an emotional 
Right. You're just texting somebody in South Dakota, for instance. And as far as the the actual act of having sex with a person who is not your partner, I think we're at the stage where we should be able to talk about it more and move on in in relationships rather than cut it as like a black and white, we are out. Absolutely. And yet there are many, many people who I think would not be able to handle that. Of course. And I agree. I hope, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the thing when you when people say you have to hold, you have to keep the secret because if you tell somebody, it's only making you feel better. Oh, I think there was, there yeah. was a, have you heard that argument? No, no, I, I have, have heard, heard that, that argument. argument, and I think there's some. I think there's some. I think truth that's to a it. case by case. Yeah, yeah definitely. Basis. Uh, it's like my uncle said: always tell the truth unless it's really bad, then lie like a dog. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I think if it, if it's not going to benefit you to have that conversation. If it's one of the things where you can digest the the lie and move forward and really move forward, it's one thing. Um, if telling telling, I think the you secret, should also hop down to the old doctor and get a clean bill of health before you uh, resume your current true. relationship. That's very true. That well, would, that, that that should that be an across the, the board rule that we have. Well. Benjamin, anything to kick this off? I was just going to ask, tell Andrew as we're like about Dude, to you sign off for the another day. piece of my uh, furniture. No, I was going to say, if you want me to like pay for one load of your laundry. <laughs> or a new set of sheets, maybe. Right. We were roommates for three years. You think <laughs> all you owe me is one load of laundry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that should cover it. That's it. <laughs> um, before we head out, um, so normally we start the show and end the show with the same question, but since there's just four of us in the room, um, let's and because we're a food radio station, we've not talked about food other than the things we've been imbibing, um, let's each share a story about using food during sex. Anybody have a story? Well, I'm going to go on a date today, and I'm going to do my best to use food to get to sex. Does that count? I guess that counts. I mean, does that count? Does cocaine count as food? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I have not. That just—it just seemed like a fucking mess. Yeah, the only story I have is like melted, like the whole chocolate. You actually buy the chocolate and melt it and put, and it didn't go well and it wasn't sexy. And so, like, I don't have a great story about food. I have two things. I I have a ex-girlfriend who I bought like a sex chocolate thing what, kit. What's yeah, a sex it's, chocolate? It's, it's, no, like, it's a, like a container of chocolate that you melt and then like there's a spoon. For, like, that you, yeah, I think I, I think I bought gross. the same thing. And yeah. we were together for like another year after I got it for it. Oh, we never no, used no, it. Rancid. No, we never used oh, it. It's just like never. Yeah. And then actually last night <gasps> I tried to like incorporate some champagne into <laughs> The sex with the chocolate, and no? but you couldn't no. afford the champagne. No, we. Yeah. <laughs> it was for Thank his you. birthday because uh, he's an old man. He's river lying. Now. It was kava, and uh, <laughs> no, it was, a, it was some vuv. That's some wine product from the vuv. bodega. It was some vuv, and but like, but I like. So we were like drinking champagne, and then we like started to like get intimate, and then I tried to like pour, pour some, some champagne the, oh. action going on, and she like put the kibosh on it. <laughs> Uh, I remember at a fraternity party, there was one stripper who was I'm like over another guy, and then you poured <laughs> Jack Daniels down her back. It was like a luge of Jack it, it was, Daniels. It was pretty horrendous I'm for the guy. That did you like drink it out of, like, did it like go through the butt crack? I, it was, you know, uh, it kind of went in uh, that person's Tony. eyes, and he started Tony, screaming. Can we, go, can we go back to using cocaine with sex? <laughs> All right, so none of us have good food stories? I don't, I don't. have good coke stories. I, don't, I do not <laughs> have a good like coke that. story. Yeah. I want to go on the record. I do I don't. not have a good coke story. Yeah, well, while I'm on coke, I have shitloads like of good the, stories. The one never have I Listen, ever, I Jacqueline, can claim. You don't have a good coke story so far. Right. Uh, no, I, I just, it, it always seemed like a, like a mess to me. 
All right. Yeah, I yeah. I got Ben fucking in my bed half the time. I'm not going to bring <laughs> yeah, fucking right. produce into it. Say, you got a clean bill of laundry coming up. <laughs> well, I don't know how the bro show is going to get dirtier than this one, oh, but I look me. forward to hearing it. And Andrew, um, you are so invited. Awesome, dude. Yay. Uh, Andrew, I'll Anthony. bring a bunch of Bud Light Limes. But is that a, that's a bro thing, Bud Light Limes? That's <laughs> just a great quality beer. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I'm looking at these three beautiful, handsome, sexy faces right now. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today, gentlemen. My pleasure. This is awesome. It feels Thank so you. good to have you back. I can't wait to have you back at the end of next season. Benjamin. Yes. That is our third season and our first year. Done. We One did and it. Done. High five. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, listeners, for joining us. And please keep in touch until we're back on September 12th. I will be out of town, but Ben will be here. You know where to find us. I'm back on social media, so I'm looking at your stuff. And it makes me so happy when you tweet us and email us and like us on Facebook. Um, until then, thanks to our engineer, P-Love, out there. Our theme song, which we hope we are going to continue as our permanent theme song once I ask him, is Give Love by Josh Dion. And we are Jacqueline Raposo and Ben Rosenblatt. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and thanks for listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Later. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. We're just the same.